we're dealing with the power of the tongue. And when I was praying about this, God took me to a familiar passage. How many of you heard of, of David and Goliath? Amen. You heard about David and Goliath. So we're going to be dealing with killing our giants on today. Well, you're saying what, what giants are you talking about? I'm talking about those things that have hindered you from moving. Uh, Tom, can you turn me down some please? Um, that has hindered you from moving forward in the things of God. Those things that keep coming back up. It seems as though that you've taken care of it, but every time you turn around, it is there again facing you. And, and when it faces you, it, it kind of like overshadows all of the word of God or the word of God. And I had a moment on this week. I'm just going to be, I'm going to keep it real. This week I, I was going through something and, and God dropped this in my spirit and I just began to cry out. I said, God, I'm not going to let this giant, I'm not going to let this thought, I'm not going to let this feeling take me over again. I'm not going to make, let this thing cause me to stop in my tracks anymore. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the mask. I'm sick, God. I am tired of it. And I'm tired of this giant. Every time you turn around, he's coming to me and trying to say, look at this. Look at that. Look at sometimes it's not even people. Sometimes it's our own thoughts. Sometimes it's our own feelings that are hindering us from moving forward in the things of God from being victorious over situations in our life so I'm standing here today I'm preaching this message to me because I got some giants that gotta go I'm sick of them I'm tired of them turn to your neighbor and say I got a giant that gotta go Galatians 5 and 7, it says, you were doing so well. You started out with the fire. You started out saying, yeah, girl, we can get this thing done. And Galatians 5 and 7 said, who made you stop obeying the truth? You believe the word of God. You leave here. You left here last Sunday. And you're like, man, I can conquer the world. Pastor Robert preached a good message. I can do this thing. And then Monday or even an hour after you left here, sooner or later, there's something that came and tripped you up. What made you stop obeying the truth? What was it that made you stop obeying? How did he persuade you? How did that thing persuade you from believing that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think? How? How did it? Oh, God. So y'all just bear with me. Let's turn to 1 Samuel 17. 1 Samuel 17 and 1. God has called us to be victorious in every area of our life. Every area of life. And it says the Philistines now mustered their army for battle and capped between Sukkah in Judah and Azekah at Esphodom. Next verse. And Saul countered by gathering his Israelite troops near the valley of Ella. 
So the Philistines and Israelites faced each other on opposite hills with the valley between them. And then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out to the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. Let, let me stop and let me, let me go back. When I was looking at this text here, and let me get it in my Bible because I, I just want to. It said that Saul encountered, verse 2, it says Saul countered. The, 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 the Philistines mustered their army for battle and camp between Succa and Judah and Azekah and Esphodim. And uh, verse 2, it says Saul countered by gathering his troops near the valley of Ella. Let me tell you about the valley of Ella. And I was like, God, what is significant about this valley? This valley was almost like the Panama Canal. The Pan- it, it was an important passageway. And anyone who controlled this valley actually controlled the various relationships that came about. It was the, the main passage. Say, for instance, um, going from here, you have the Monitor Merrimack Bridge Tunnel that's shut down. And the only way that you can get over to, um, um, to Hampton, you got to go through, you got to go by, you got to go in order, uh, forget the James River Bridge, we're not even going to take that way. But in order to get to Hampton, you got to go through the Hampton Rose Bridge Tunnel. And so whoever, you're going through the tunnel and and what it's saying is the Valley of Ella was an important passage and whoever controlled this passage, controlled relationships, controlled the power, they had the influence. And so if, if, if the Hampton Rose Bridge Tunnel is controlled by somebody and say that you can't go to work on Monday morning unless you pay a thousand dollars, what are you going to (laughs) do? She ain't going to work. She is not going to work. And so in other words, this valley was important. And I was, I was like, well, Lord, how does this relate to us? And it was talking about um, uh, uh, the valley. And it was talking about the Philistines. And one thing that God had a problem with with the Israelites was, was because God had told them to take control of this valley. Because if they control the valley, then that meant that there was no infiltration from other nations. There was no infiltration or nobody could influence them in their ways of the world. But they and they lacked the influence because they did not take control of this valley. And how does it relate to us? There are things that God has placed within our life. There are things that God wants us to have influence. On. He wants us to have influence on our job. He wants us to have influence in our home he wants us to have influence in our community but because we have giants that are are hindering us from taking control of this very important thing that's going to give us the influence and the victory we stand on opposite sides influence so what is your valley have you taken control of your valley The areas, I see my sister shaking her head, that area of influence. He's equipped us to be the salt of the earth. Have you lost your saltiness? Have you lost your saltiness? Because you're standing looking at the valley instead of taking control 
and dominate in that valley like you're supposed to. He said he positioned, positioned us a little lower than the angels. We got the power. Tell somebody you got the power. Now, let's, let, one thing that I was looking at, and I'm going to be jumping all around. Samson, I'm not, I know immediately we want to look at Goliath and the small stones and the five smooth stones. And he slew it with the, no, that's not the story I'm going to tell you all today. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 8. And I'm going to skip all that part of where he was arrayed and everything. And if I can get, um, Gabe, what I want you to do is I want you to begin to tape all of these things up on that whiteboard. And verse 8 said, it said, and Goliath stood and shouted across to the Israelites, do you need a whole army? To settle. For you. And I will represent the Philistines. We will settle this dispute in a single combat. If your man's able to kill me. Then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him. You will be our slaves. I defy the armies of Israel. Send me a man who will fight with me. And when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Now, I want you to get a picture of this giant. Now, over in Numbers 13, it was talking about how the spies went out and spied the land. And they said, what? There's giants in the land, so we can't possess the land. Well, they had encountered these giants before. And over in, I believe it was the book of um, Joshua, they actually entered into the promised land, which means that they had conquered this giant before, which means that those things in your life, you had victory over, or over it before. You were doing so well. You were able to move forward. You were able to be on fire and to be encouraged. But all of a sudden, here this giant is again, and you forgot that last year that you overcame this giant, but here it comes again facing you again and it said that in verse 11 it said when Saul and the Israelites heard this he's taunting them he's using their tongue he says if if uh he says if your man is able to kill me then we will be your slaves but if I kill him you will be our slaves now I was talking about this valley and the Israelites on one side the Philistine army on the other. Listen, listen to how significant this is. Ask yourself, why did Goliath just not come down into the valley and go up on the other side? Why, why didn't he do that? The reason why they, he couldn't do that was because guess his, the, 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 his, the chariots of the Philistine army, the equipment and the battle gear of the Philistines army could not navigate the rough terrain. And so all that he could do was try to lure the Israelites out of their place of safety. So how does that relate to you? The enemy cannot touch you, but the only thing that he will try to do is lure you out of a place of peace. He will try to lure you. 
from the word of God. The, 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 uh, Goliath could not come down. So the only thing that he did was use fear tactics. And it said, uh, 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 verse, uh, it said that when, when Saul and the Israelites heard it, they were terrified and deeply afraid. There's a lot of time the enemy has no control over you. He only has access to what you give him. The Bible says that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I heard somebody say it didn't say that the weapon would not be formed, but it did say that it would not prosper. But guess what? If you have a weapon that's prospering against you, it's because you have allowed it to prosper against you. You have allowed it to prosper. You have taken and and said that the word of God and pushed the word of God away. And so now you have succumbed to the tactics and the mouth and the, the junk that the enemy is giving you. And so it said that the men were what? They heard it. Just a mere threat. You ain't no good. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You ain't all of that. Oh, uh, and, and even just, and I'm talking to me this morning, y'all. I don't care how much you rehearse. I don't care how much you do. Guess what? It takes the Holy Spirit to move and to do. And so we can rehearse all we want. But if, it, if, 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 if all of this is no good unless God gets into it. And so he was talking to me this morning. Man, we forgetting the lyrics. We this and we that and we this. And and it came a point in time I said, shut up. In my head, y'all didn't hear it out of my mouth. But I had to tell the enemy in my mind, you're going to shut up today. You're going to shut up today. I'm sick of it. Sick of you bringing my, ain't that right? Oh my gosh, there's a lot of times that the battle is right in here. Oh, my gosh. I hope y'all getting some out of it. I'm all over my notes, but that's okay. That's all right. It's all right. <sighs> so the strategy that the enemy uses against us is fear. The strategy that the enemy uses against us, he tries to lure us with words. And what happens when he lures us, his words become louder than the word of God. And if you look at verse 16. It says for 40 days. Twice a day. Morning and evening. The Philistines giant. Strutted in front of the Israelite army. Let me tell you something. As long as you let that giant. Stay in your life. The worse off it's going to get. It said for 40 days. And for 40 nights. Now he went from talking to strutting. Because he was like, you letting me stay here. Oh, yeah. You giving me access. So I'm going to strut my stuff now. And so then in, in, um, in uh, what, what's the other verse? Uh, I think it was uh, verse 11 and verse 8. First, it was that they were dismayed. Verse 11, it said that they were uh, terrified and deeply shaken. Let me tell you what the word dismayed or shaken means. It means to break 
and to shatter. And so what the enemy wants to do is he wants to shatter your hope. He wants to shatter your confidence. He wants to shatter you into believing that whatever God said that he would do in your life, he's not going to do. He wants to shatter you and break you down. And so for 40 days, he strutted his stuff in front of the Israelites army. And then in, um, let's look at verse and then we're going to go into killing our giants. They were filled with fear. The men of God were filled with apprehension, excuses. How many of you use some excuses? Well, Lord, you know. I don't know if I can do this, God. Well, God, I'm hurting in my back today. I I can't do it today, God. Filled with excuses. Well, Lord, I don't know enough. God said, if you have this faith the size of a mustard seed, that you can say into this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea. Hallelujah. So how are we going to kill our giants today? How are we going to kill our giants? Number one, let's look at 25 and 27. Verse 25 and 27. 24 says, as soon as the Israelites army saw him, they began to run away in fright. <laughs> they, he didn't had to say nothing. He, they just looked at him and ran. Y'all letting the devil put you on the run. You put that joker on the run. Stop making him make you run and be in fright and fearful. So it says, verse 24, and it says, as soon as the Israelites army saw him, they began to run in fright. And then they started talking. They started coming into agreement with what the enemy. He says, have you seen the giant? They came into agreement with who this person is. We come into agreement with the plans and the tactics of the enemy. And it says, have you seen the giant? He comes out each day to challenge Israel. And have you heard about the huge reward? The huge reward the king has offered to anyone who kills him. The king will give him one of his daughters for a wife. And his whole family will be exempted from paying taxes first of all how to not kill how how to kill your giants is don't lose your focus don't lose your focus let's get that point up there don't lose your focus the Israelites told David they're talking to David And they said, have you seen the giant? They've lost focus in who God is. They lost focus in who God is. The I am that I am. The creator of the whole universe. The God who made us. The God who says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Our father who arts in heaven. Our father who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Our father, they lost sight of and lost focus of God. And then look at look at what they started saying. He comes out to challenge us, of course. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Comes out and he taunts us. 
And then it says he, uh, he comes out every day. And it says the king will give him one of his daughters for a wife and his whole family. Now they had lost focus on who God was and they started looking at the reward. They started looking at the tangible things, the natural things. They were focused on not, we can do this, y'all. If we get together, we can do this. If we come together on one accord, we can do this. They started looking at the blessing. They started looking at what they thought was a blessing. They lost focus on God and they started pursuing natural things. We do the same thing. We start pursuing natural things. We start saying that I can do this in my own might. I can do this. I can do that. Instead of surrendering ourselves to God and saying, God, look, I'm facing this giant and I need you. We start getting partnership. I, I say, well, Sister Nikki over here can make it happen for me. So I gain an alliance with her and God didn't tell me to gain an alliance. I'm thinking that she can give me what I need. I'm looking at the natural and not at the spiritual. So we lose our focus and the enemy wants us to lose our focus. He gets us so distracted and looking at other things, looking at other people instead of focusing on the great I am. And then I, when I looked at this also, not only will he make you lose your focus, but in verse 28, here David is, uh, and David received the same replies before, and it says, what have you been hearing is true. This is the reward for killing the giant. In verse 28, it says, but when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. So now here they ain't none of them jokers out of 40 days would stand up to this giant. And here David is to come to bring some meal, come to bring some refreshment. And he was like, well, what's going on, bro? What's going on? What's happening? Tell me what's going on. Oh, well, you know this. Yeah, I hear all of what the king is going to do. So tell me more. Tell me more. Uh, is this true? And so... All of a sudden, his brothers did, did, won't even try to go out to fight the giant. It said that they became angry. So when you become focused on what God wants you to do, there are going to be other people that are going to try to block your way. There are going to be other people that don't like it. Who does she think she is? There's going to be other people that say it don't take all of that. There's going to be other people that say, well, no, you know, you stay home with me today. There's going to be people out there that's going to encourage you. Come on, girl, let's go get a cup of coffee. I know they got Bible study going on tonight, but let's go get a cup of coffee. They're going to try to block you. Once you be try to get focused in the things of God, you're giants. And, and I had Gabe to put these giants up here. Maybe you have some that's not temptation, habits, hurts, fear, lack of confidence, lack of self-control. Our mouth, our mouth. Let me say that. Our mouth, our mouth, our mouth. Jesus gets us into trouble every time. Our thoughts Anger, bitterness, low self-esteem, rejection. It's everybody else blaming everybody else. Blaming everybody. Oh, no, I'm good. I got it going. No, you know, it's because you did this and you did that. 
and you don't never see yourself. Put a mirror up to yourself. That's a giant. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> never want to look at ourselves. Always looking at somebody else. It's everybody else's fault. You in the state because you in because you won't take this giant down. Mm, let me say that again. A lot of things that we're going through right now is because we won't stand up to that giant. But yet we blaming everybody else. So number two. My second point is we have to stand up to our giants. You want to kill this giant? You got to stand up to him. Let's look at verse 41. Verse 41 says, and Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer. Now, by this time, David was like, look, you know, I ain't got time for all of y'all. He done tried to put on the king's armor. Look, this ain't working for me. You know, the yada, yada. Y'all heard the story before. He tried to walk around with the armor that Saul had, and this is too heavy. So he's like, look, I'm going to throw this stuff off. Let me just go with what I know. And, and, and pastor said, it is what it is. Go what is what it is inside of you. And so verse 41 and 40 said, 41, it says that Goliath walked out towards David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at this ruddy faced boy. Goliath said, am I a dog? He roared at David and that you come at me with a stick. And he cursed David by the names of his God. He said, come over here. And I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals and Goliath, that Goliath yelled. See, David, his brothers and the other Israelite army, David said, look, who is this that's defying our God? See, they had totally forgot about the significance of God. And and David had made a determination that you're not going to defy my God. I go to church every day. I read the word of God. And you're not going to keep standing up to me like this you're not gonna keep uh, 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 desecrating and and demolishing the name of God before my people I'm gonna stand up to you and so what David did David said look brother I'm gonna stand up to you see whatever it is that is your giant you gotta be willing to face it you can't keep being in denial come out of denial you gotta stand up and call it what it is If it's fear, if it's hurt, if it's you, you got to get you out of the way. Whatever it is, what is it? You got to be willing and be honest with yourself and say, this is what it is. That's what I had to do this week. Look, God, it's this. I didn't try to sugarcoat it. I ain't try to do nothing. I called it exactly what it is. I said, and this got to go. We want to find a word for it. No, just say what it is. (laughs) Just say what it is. What is your giant? What is it? I I tell you what, y'all see any, y'all think of anything else that I should have written down? Come on, talk to me. You don't see your name, Tom? Anybody else? Mother, I know you always got some. You see anything else we need to put up there? Because we're going to kill some giants today. I'm sick of it. Addiction. Come on, come on. Uh, uh, depression. Addiction. Depression. What else? Come on. Families. 
families, lost confidence, success, exactly, success, fear of success, that's good, what else? There you go. You're so focused on, uh, on making yourself successful, making a name for yourself. That's a giant. Anything else? Anybody else? Having money. My gosh. Woo, Jesus. Always working, but God ain't got nothing. <laughs> what other? Oh, my gosh. Yes, Tom. The, the opinions of others. Giant. Huh? Putting on a facade, a face, like everything is okay, but you broken and busted on the inside. You tore down. You walk out this door and say, Lord, I thank you just for that moment. But now you come back and all hell start breaking loose. And you trying to put it, you trying to fake the funk. It's time to get real, y'all. As long as we can keep this mess going on. The enemy is sitting there laughing at us and trying to lure us out. And we sitting there in fear and torment. Anything else? Anything else before I move on to my next point, y'all? Anxiety, my gosh. General, lack of what? Lack of, my gosh, yes. Lack of patience. Anger. Woo, we can go all day. Generational curses. Abuse. Yes, mental and physical abuse. Receiving and giving. Giants. Y'all see what y'all see what I'm talking about? So y'all might say, Well, Pastor Wendy, I don't have no giants. But y'all, I'm gonna tell every one of y'all that named a giant. I need to see y'all on the altar. <laughs> I'm messing. I'm serious. So, you know, we, every last one of us have some giants in here. So you don't have to feel like, oh, it ain't me. We can take the mask off today. And we can deal with these giants. But it said to stand up to your giant. So stand up to that giant. I want you to just take a moment. And I'm going to give you a moment. Take a moment and write down on a piece of paper what some giants that you're dealing with right now. Just take a moment. What are some giants that you're dealing with? What are some things that you're dealing with? Because we're going to kill them today. We got to stand up to these giants. Said that David walked up to Goliath. He didn't wait for Goliath to come to him. He walked up and walked towards him. Goliath walked towards David with his shield bearer. Yes, ma'am. No, no respect for yourself. My God. That's a good one, mother. No respect for yourself. Number one, killing our giants, don't lose your focus. Number two, you got to stand up to your giant. Number three, you got to remind yourself who you are and who you belong to. Remind yourself who you are and who you belong to. Verse 45, it said that David shouted in reply. Now, I know what you're telling Goliath. I know what you're saying. 
But look, let me remind you who I am. He says, you come to me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the, uh, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. Head, and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a God. You got to stand up to the enemy and tell the enemy who you are. Who are you? You are the child of the most high God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You got to stand up to him. Stop letting him tell you who you are and you begin to tell him who you, uh, who you are in God. You, we let other people define us. We let other things define us. But you got to let the word of God define you. You got to remind yourself. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. You got to begin to start encouraging yourself. Well, I don't know what to say. Pick up Psalms and read the book of Psalms. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't have to fear no evil. Yet I'm going through this situation. I'm walking through this valley. But I don't have to fear because thy rod and thy staff, it is comforting me right now. You can't sleep at night. No, the Bible says that God will give his children sweet sleep. And that's in the Psalms. You worried? The Bible says to cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you much. You're trying to figure out what's happening. You got something in your way. The Bible says that if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, then you can speak unto this mountain and it be cast into the sea. Encourage yourself. Remind the enemy of who you are and stop letting him tell you who you are. I just have to say it for myself. There's been years that people try to define me like you were saying opinions of others. And so I wouldn't do certain things. I wouldn't say certain things. Even when it comes to speaking sometimes, I don't speak eloquently. I don't do this. Shut up. <laughs> Sister Thelma is laughing. I am who I am. I'm who God created me to be. I may not be all that you think I am, but I tell you what, God is working on me. And as long as I stay yielded unto God, he's going to make me into the vessel that he wants me to be. So I don't care who you think I am or what I should be. What I should be saying. Ain't that right, mother? Do I sound like I'm fussing y'all? My God. So, my last point is the enemy is coming at you to kill you. He's coming at you to take you out. Don't think he's trying to play a game. Oh, patty cake, patty cake, baked his man. Da, 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 da. No, he's coming to kill you. He's coming to take you out. He's coming to totally demolish you. Because he had already said, look, if I, if I kill you, I'm going I'm, I'm to kill you and we're going to take control of your whole army. So in verse 50, First uh, Samuel 17 and 50, my next point is 
When you, when you are fighting your giants and when you are coming to kill your giant, you have to fight with the same intensity. Fight with the same intensity. Verse 50, it says, so David triumphed over the Philistine giant and with only a stone and sling. And since he had no sword, he ran over, pulled out Goliath's sword from his sheath. And David used it to kill and cut the giant's head off. If you don't cut off your giant's head, he's going to come back to get you. So this thing here, you got to fight with the same intensity. You got to say, no, Joker, you going down today. You ain't coming back this way again. You're not going to come and bring fear in my situation again. You're not going to come and bring anxiety to me again. I'm going to tear this thing down. I'm not looking for a quick fix, but I'm looking for a permanent solution. So I got to cut your head off today. We're looking for quick fixes and God say, I'm going to give you a permanent solution on today. A permanent solution. A permanent solution. See, we wonder sometimes why we keep going through what we're going through. It's because we didn't fight with the same intensity. We keep wondering why we keep dealing with the same thing. It's because we only played with the, with the giant instead of taking the giant and cutting his head off. We want to keep putting it to the side. Just hit it. And it didn't go nowhere. Prayer. We prayed one time and it's good. No, you got to keep on praying. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous person avails much. You got to keep right on praying. And I, I told mother, mother said one time before that I helped her. Once I pray about a thing, I'm not going to beg and, and plead against that situation no more. I'm going to start confessing what I want to see happen. I'm going to start saying, God, I've already given it to you. I have given this situation over to you. Now I'm going to start confessing what I want to see happen. I want to see this anxiety go. I declare that this anxiety is gone. I declare that this generational curse is gone. I declare that this phony spirit of mine is gone. I'm not holding on to it anymore. And when, 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 with David, it was talking about the stones that he had. Um, let me have. Come here, um, Gabby. The pouch. Put this on. You used to school. <laughs> so Gabby comes up against all of this. She's weighted down. And David said, you come in me with sword and spear, but I'm coming at you with the name and the word of God. And so Gabby begins to face her giants. And in her jabai, 
she pulls out the word of God. And she begins, just start reading that. Sing aloud to God our strength. She starts saying, I'm going to sing aloud. And she pulls it out. But then not only that, while she's reading that, in another compartment, she pulls out some more word of God and begins to open it up some more. And she's telling her giants, look at here. I got more than what you got. I got more word in me. And so when you are facing your giant, you got to pull what's out inside of you. You got to pull out the word of God and give your giants the word of God. You come at me with what you got. I got something greater. (laughs) I got something for you. I'm good, Gabby. I got the word. Thy word have I hid in my heart. So when I rise up against this giant, I'm good, Gabby. When I rise up against these giants, I'm pulling out the word. Maybe this ain't the translation that you want. I don't care what translation you get. Get something and start speaking to your giants. Let's stand to our feet. So how are we going to kill our giants? Don't lose your focus. Stand up to your giants. What is your giant today? Fight with the same intensity. And remind yourself who you are in God. Stop playing with this thing. Be willing to confess it. Be willing to lay it before God today. Anybody got some giants they dealing with? I'm going to raise both of my hands. Because as long as you keep dealing with these giants, your influence in the community, your influence as a child of God is being diminished. Your influence. God wants you to have dominion over every situation. He wants you to be victorious And as long as these giants are there, it's hindering you from being victorious. We got some people want to be victorious on today.